Welcome to Best Friend Simulator, a quality hangout in podcast form with your simulated best friends, Josh and Dennis. Hey Dennis, how you doing? Pretty good, Josh. How are you? I am feeling a little bit weird. Okay. So, a little peek behind the curtain here, Best Friend Simulator, where actually Mm -hmm. we doubled up and recorded two episodes back to back. Oh, dude, why'd you do that? Because I will be out of town for a week. We're headed down to California for a wedding. But I was doing a bunch of work for episode 31 about the Sierra sounds, and I found myself falling into a bit of a, a, a trap that has okay. plagued me for my entire life. Now, it's not specifically this this subject, but insert whatever subject here. I was sitting out at the table here doing a lot of work for several hours. Or not, you know, doing stuff for several hours. Sure. And then I went out, took a break, chatted with Jamie for a second, and I was like, I have a lot of work to do, and I just spent an hour watching disturbed videos. Uh-uh. Do you mean videos that are fucked up and disturbed, or the band disturbed? The band, like Down With The Sickness. That's it? How did you watch an hour? I don't know. I Well, I was trying to find isolated vocal tracks. Okay. And just kept kind of clicking and seeing where they led me. I now know what the singer of Disturbed's house looks like. Did you watch the C- Disturbed Cribs episode? I did. Wait, is that a real thing? I just made it up. That is. It's a thing. Oh, my God. I found a fucking hilarious video that is 10 hours of just wah on a loop. <laughs> okay. But the image is a tweet where he's talking about how he supported Gamergate. Oh. <laughs> uh, I found another video where he basically says all lives matter live after meeting with some cops beforehand. Of course, of course. Going on, like, back in 2016. Who'd have thought that no-talent ass clown would be, like, somewhat liberal or forward-thinking? I don't... I need help. How do I stop myself from doing this? Okay, ready? Like, I I had work to do. There was, like, stuff I seriously needed to get done. But instead, I watched this guy who looks like somebody's pervert uncle. Wearing leather. Wearing leather. Okay, okay, do this. That goes Uh, with pervert uncle well, I think. I've, I've been working on a treatment for this. Okay. And I'm, gl- I'm glad he brought this up because I think it's time. I really think. Oh, by the way, welcome to Best Friend Simulator. I'm Dennis. I'm Josh. And I have okay? a problem. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes you have a thing where you're like hiccuping or something or you have indigestion and you kind of no. sound like an old man. I'm, I'm Josh. I'm, I'm down with the sickness. Dennis. Okay. All right. Um, take your glasses off. <laughs> No, no. Oh, no. Help me. Hold yourself. Hold yourself. Hold yourself back. All right. Take your glasses off. Okay. Okay. They're off. All right. I've been working on this for a while. Now, take your hands. Okay. Okay. In a prayer form, just like that, right? Now, hold them shoulder lengths apart. Okay. There you go. No. See? Keep them. Keep them like that. Okay. Now, take one of them, your dominant one, and smack yourself in the fucking face. Do it. Help. I'm going to put my glasses back on. I come to you for help. This is what you give me? Abuse? Look, it's not It's not abuse. It's a, It's. a. I've been working on this. It's going to smack the, the, the taste of Disturbed out of your mouth. It makes me feel extra dirty, I think, because I directly paid my rent one month because of Disturbed. I'm sorry? Uh, back in Philly, I was working at a record store. And the guy running it was pretty shady and just shut it down without telling anybody that he was shutting it down. Just my coworkers showed up and they were packing up and stuff. So I found myself suddenly out of a job. And I had grabbed a stack of like 20 disturbed promo posters. And I sold those shits on eBay. And it paid my rent for that, that month that I didn't have a job. What the fuck? How ma- how much did you sell each one for? Well, the fact that I should mention here is this is Philadelphia kind of like late aughts. So things were pretty cheap. My rent was a pittance. But sure. still. 
I mean, you're still you're saying that you got at least ten dollars a piece for a fucking disturbed record. Yeah. Uh, poster. 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 Clown I, shoes. I, I guess you could say I have a complicated relationship with Disturbed and that pervert <laughs> uncle. He got those fucking those things hanging. Oh God! Why did I watch? I'm not gonna get that hour back. Yo, I mean. This might be like old man yells at cloud, but how do the corniest people have the most money? Uh, Here we are fucking busting our buns. Busting my fucking weekly, agates. On a weekly basis, or as you revealed, which we weren't going to talk about on the microphone, maybe twice every other week. Well, I'm still going to be working on this while I'm on vacation, so. That's true. You're a trooper, like we already talked about <laughs> a week ago. Yeah, last you week. Play, you do 90% of the work. I just show up. <laughs> I do 10%. Oh, my God. Fucking. But here we are busting our buns, and and we don't got dick to show for it, and that fuck nut's got stupid-ass piercings and looks like a boring-ass leather daddy. Do you know that they covered The Sound of Silence by Simon and Garfunkel? I do know this, because I keep my finger on the pulse of the bullshit that goes on in the world. I watched the, the first, like, 30 seconds of that video, and it was just his stupid face singing and i just uh i i like almost started crying because i was so upset by it like i also can't think of a more fucking boring vanilla white song to cover other than the sounds of silence Ugh. Ugh. horrible horrible people i wish i could just pinpoint the exact spot of my brain where my all of my memories of disturbed lives and just stab it with like a hot poker or something okay i got a treatment for this you ready yeah take your glasses off go to hell what else do we have to talk about here dennis God damn it um fucking sick <laughs> I'm sick with this shit okay fucking down with the sickness i have some more work bullshit going on I complained about a couple episodes ago. I told you about how I work with manimals. Yes. Because... Hold on, real quick, real quick, real quick, real quick. Are we going to be talking about bathroom stuff here? No. Okay. Why? I just wanted to make sure we we set some standards last episode. Yeah. Well, I said I didn't want to talk about that in that episode. At least one episode. Oh, okay. So we're back. This is not... You can, but this is not bathroom stuff. Yeah, piss. No, come on. Let's not not be blatant about it. Anyway. Doo-doo. So... (laughs) Stop it. A couple episodes sex ago. Sex positivity. <laughs> and all, I, I should have just said set blanket sex. A couple weeks ago, I talked about how um, people just kept trying to unlock the bathroom door while I was in it without knocking as if I work in a loud bar. I don't. Yeah. I still think it was somebody's pervert uncle. I still think. Yo. <laughs> did, the did, dude, did, did, did like yes. the person peek in and you saw the two dumb uh-huh. fucking piercings hanging down off the chin? And he said, what's up? Um. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, no. So here's what happened. So I share an office with people. I went to go use the keyboard of the computer, and it's fucking sticky. And then I look. You know how sometimes, like, you have, like, a black keyboard for a desktop? You got to look, like, in the light, and you could see, like, a fucking trail of schmutz and goo that they dripped all over the keyboard. So... I know that in the closet of this office are, like, antibacterial wipes, as sure, you have sure. in out offices. I go to open the door. The fucking door to the closet is sticky. As if some... Oh, my... Uh, Did you... Some manimal is just shoving jelly in their mouths. Now... And they get it on the keyboard. They're like, oh, I gotta go get a napkin. Now, when you open the closet, did you find a half-eaten Cinnabon, like, stashed away? Like, somebody's I wish, private stash. I like, then I could be like, oh, that's what's going on. This all makes sense. I had to wipe off a door. I had to wipe off a keyboard. I had to wipe off a desk. And then I had to wipe off my hands. Did you taste it? <laughs> no. I will sometimes, when stuff like that happens, just kind of be like, oh, what's that smell? And, like, kind of just not, like, stick my face in it. Just be like. See if I could smell it close enough without getting, you know what I'm saying? Like, not get in there. I didn't oh, do it this time. With you. you didn't even give it, like, a little whiff? No, because I was so pissed off. That makes sense. I guess if it was, like, doo-doo, you probably wouldn't want to know. Right. I hope it wasn't sticky doo-doo. Also, come on now. Oh, my, my poop has to send an important email. 
that's them typing with boot fingers. It was, no, maybe it was but, a, like a, a medium, and that was how the spirits speak through them. They just take a dump on a keyboard. Oh, he says he's from Atlantis. And then, and then, how do they get it on the closet? I don't even want to get into that, man. <laughs> oh, that's nasty. Let's just say like, you work with some perverts. Is that the thing? You're just like, I don't care who work here after I do, and you just like shit all over the place and then fucking leave. Probably, but I, I would say you can edit out the thought about it. Yeah, I, I think, think it's you're just right. a thoughtless behavior that people have. That bums me out, Dennis. And you know, it's like you think I'm not working. Not to not to knock people who work at Burger King or something, right? But I'm not like working at Burger King. I'm working in like a an environment where people, you know, dress up for work and are very professional. Yeah. Not really. Sticky ass keyboards all over the place. Now, how would you feel if you went into work tomorrow and there was a fresh hot cinnamon bun on your desk? I'd be freaked the fuck out. Where'd that cinnamon bun come from? Maybe like the person knew that that happened and they had kind of like an epiphany it was like oh i gotta change my ways i'm the, I, I the sticky I'd... finger bandit over here not to i know you have a problem with me not yes ending you but not to not yes end you but i think i would be like ew no 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 because why was it hot where did it come from i'd have questions fresh out the oven maybe they carried it in a portable oven if Somebody felt so bad about leaving me a sticky keyboard that they carried a portable oven to work to make me a cinnamon bun. All would be forgiven. Yeah, I, I think that is going above and beyond. Plus, I'd be like, where'd you get that oven? And what's your cinnamon bun recipe? And let me get another one. I would fuck up a cinnamon roll right now. I'm so hungry. I just talked about Cinnabon the other day. Alexis thinks I'm a disgusting animal. I mean, most of the time. But when I say, like, I would eat a Cinnabon. Or I've definitely had a pizza roll from a shady Chinese restaurant in the past year. You know what I've been fucking up for the past few days? What? Like super cheap clearance Easter jelly beans. Oh shit, I forgot about Easter clearance candy. Like the cheap shit. Like they all just taste like sugar basically. Oh, I don't, I can't do jelly beans. I've been fucking them up. I I can't either, but that hasn't stopped me. It's like my thing with Disturbed too. You gotta stop that disturbed stuff. You know what I like? Those little, uh, little, uh, chocolate. They're like, they look like footballs. They're in the, they're, it's like the shitty different colored foil. Oh, and yeah. Inside is like really shitty chocolate. Yeah. Like you suck on it for a while, it makes your mouth feel a little weird. Yeah. Yeah, I like that shit. That's good. This is a good podcast. Yeah, what else do you like? Disturbed. No, st- what no. was that voice? What I do don't you, like you- Disturbed. I'm announcing their, their concert at the Tacoma <laughs> Dome. Oh, who, who are they playing with? Corn, Godsmack. Okay, so cor- no, Corn would be definitely be the... Stone the, Sour. The, the top billing there. Who? <laughs> Stone Sour? D- oh, Stone Sour, the, uh, the offshoot band of the... Guy from Slipknot. Mask- the Slipknot, yeah, Slipknot offshoot band. They were like the they were like Slipknot, but real boring. <laughs> Slipknot had that one song. I'm like, yeah, I can get into this. It's got some you, trash can drums. That's kind of cool. You were super into that song. I remember that one song. Yeah, it's pretty good. It got real heavy, but not in a phony way. Like I'm not this, even gonna mention the song. That's fine. Not a not a phony way. Listen to me. So there's footage of this motherfucker at a show berating people in the front row because they're not standing up. Wait, they had seats at a disturbed show. Yeah. There wasn't, like, a pit section? No, it was, like, seating. And there were, like, <laughs> these two motherfuckers just sitting down, and dude was so mad about it. Oh, those clowns. They suck. Also, there's no way they're playing anywhere else but the Allentown Fairgrounds these days. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> he said he wanted to pee on them. <laughs> what a turd. People paid money to go to see that shit. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, can we... St- Okay, can we, for the rest of the episode, stop talking about Disturbed? Okay. Okay, I promise, or okay, I'll see what I can do. I'll see what I can do. <laughs> okay. All right. I, I can't you, control myself. We, we're, we're establishing this. I think that's... You think you can't control yourself, but you're doing exactly what you want to do right now. Making Disturbed references. Yeah. I do want to do that right now. All right, so I got a quick story for you. And then afterwards, I'm going to ask you a question. Okay, hit me. 
So, Alexis and I received a gift certificate to a website where we could purchase a ticket to, like, a Philadelphia theater thing. Like, a musical or a play or something in the theater, because Alexis and I... Oh, this is is from Alexis's father. I heard that Hamilton's good. Yeah, it was a lovely gift, and because we had been talking about we wanted to maybe try to go to, like, a theater thing. Okay. Uh, so the Philadelphia just released their next musical series, uh, their next Broadway series, including Hamilton, which I've heard is good, and uh, Book of Mormon. So we're like, oh, you know, we'd go see Book of Mormon. We heard it was very good. So you can't buy tickets yet because it's only for subscription holders to the, the theater. Sure. So they get first dibs, and then they release them to the public. So I kept reloading the page. Every other day, I was, like, looking at the page. I was like, yo, this is happening in, like, two weeks, like, three weeks, beginning of May. When is, when are they going to make these tickets available? And then Alexis looked, and she's like, dude, this is after I've been looking for, like, a week. She's like, dude, this is for 2019. Damn. So now I have a question for you. Yes. Was that the most boring story you've ever heard? Mm-hmm. I think it was probably a little more boring when you were talking about fantasy baseball a few episodes back. Mm, okay. All right. So you haven't hit that that low. Yeah. I just, you know, sometimes these things happen in my life and then I'm like, what have I become? What am I doing? That was the most crazy thing that happened to me the other day. <laughs> I was like, 2019, what was I? I wasn't even looking at the year. Also, it, motherfucker, go ahead, say what you're going to say. If it makes you feel better, do you remember that time, freshman year of college, when I went to the wrong class for a full week before I realized that it was not the class I was supposed to be taking? But that class was I was supposed a... to be taking, a math class, the class I was in, a computer class. But here's the thing. That was not a boring story. That was so fucking fascinating. Dave and I had could not understand what the hell happened that you kept going to that class? That was also the the era of, um, uh, if you'll remember, uh, hey, Josh, uh, have you been paying your car insurance? And then you said, <laughs> you said, I paid a little extra. I paid a little extra. <laughs> I love you so much. I do. But man, wow. I was Just 18, dog. Come on. I know. Come, come I, know but it was, I do. I do. It was amazing. It was amazing. I'm sure that was all. And Dave uh, slept over my house and just left in the morning without saying goodbye. We all did weird shit when when, when we were together. Back in the 90s, you know, things were done a little differently. Also, they didn't have disturbed videos back then. So, no, stop it. Slap slap yourself. Do it now. There you go. How's that? You feel better? No. Also, let's go back to this musical thing. Yeah. Idiots buy tickets to musicals a year in advance. Like, how do you even know you're going to be alive? Also, we live in Philadelphia. It's not like we live in East Biz- East Bismarck, North Dakota. But North Dakota, like, where we'll never, maybe never get to New York City. Like, it's two hours away. I don't know what to tell you, man. This world's going down the toilet. I, I can't envision my life, like, two months from now. How are you going to buy a ticket for something a year away? Well, then at least you know what you're doing that day. I guess. And you should have your calendar cleared because you've known about it for a year. Yeah, and that's one less day to watch disturbed videos on YouTube, too, I guess. Come on, slap yourself in the other face. I mean, the other cheek. Now slap yourself on the tiny face that grow- it's growing out of your back. Oh, my Manitou hump? <laughs> What's a Manitou? It's a good book by Graham Masterton. Grandmaster who? It's also a movie starring Tony Curtis about a Native American shaman who's not unlike a skinwalker, I guess, who sends his spirit into the future before he's about to die, and it grows out of the back of a young woman in the 70s. Um, (laughs) When I was really obsessed with the book of lists, one of the lists was like weird growths or something about people, and there was uh, the story about the person who had a little face growing out of their back, and it could laugh and cry, and that's it. And eventually it died off. We have discussed this at length. We've been obsessed with it for over 20 years. Okay, so what is worse? 
having a little face in your back that cries and laughs or fucking like a dead face fucking a dead face no like a fucking oh. dead face oh on so the <laughs> face either thank you thank you for clarifying so the face laughs and cries or the face is dead yeah <laughs> I don't, yeah that's a t- that's really a tough one like say you're 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 getting together with someone you're about to make love and they take off their shirt what's gonna get what's gonna kill the mood more for you like a little face gone <laughs> well hold on i think i thought the face only cried and laughed along with the owner oh i just thought it was like an independent entity huh that's a good question so okay so let's say let, let's say it laughs and cries independently so it's just laughing and crying while you're making love yeah or you're making love let's say you're you know hitting it from behind and just staring at that dead face. So if you, I say, I keep saying so. If you know that you have a face on your back, are you taking your shirt off while you're making love? I have another question. I have a follow-up question after you answer that. Okay. Missionary only. So, so if you have a face on your back, you would only have sex missionary only. Yes. Okay. But then there's, uh, what about afterwards? You're cuddling and somebody's going to like touch, maybe like touch it. Maybe you have like a a special shell forged, like a, a mini turtle shell that just covers up the face for lovemaking purposes. I have to put my love shell on. Yeah. Hmm. Hold on, baby. We're going to make love. It's going to be just right, but I just need to, to shell up. And does the other person ask you what's under the shell? My fuck engine. What's wrong with you? <laughs> I have another question. Yeah. Semi-unrelated. When you make love, do you look in the mirror? No. Okay, fair enough. Um, I have a question for you. I usually ask you questions about... I need, I need judgment calls on how I am as a person. So I want to ask you this question. I have a bad feeling. Because I've asked you before if I'm a jerk. And I've also asked you before... What else did I ask you? I've asked on the podcast. I've asked you if I was a jerk, if, and I've asked you if... If I look in the mirror when I'm making love. No, 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 no. About myself, I'm talking about. Okay. I've asked you if I was a jerk. What else? Um, I don't did remember. I was, if, did I ask you if I was fugly? No, I don't think so. No. Um, so I have a question for you. Okay. Do I only talk about myself? No. You don't think so? I don't think so. Hmm. I tend to get very self-conscious in conversations, and I feel like I'm... Talking about myself or waiting to talk about myself sometimes? I do the same thing. I think it's a, a practice of mm. not doing that. It's very easy to fall into that kind of self-absorption. And for me, specifically, here, I'm doing it, actually. My social awkwardness makes it hard for me to talk to people sometimes, unless it's mm-hmm. about something that I'm directly connected to. So I'll mm. just be really quiet. But then the second somebody starts talking about fucking Jeffrey Dahmer or bikes, I'll be like, oh, yeah, cool. Here I am. Let's talk. Okay. All right. I think sometimes, I think part of it is, uh, I'm working through this as we're talking about it. I think part of it is I don't, I maybe don't hang out with friends as much as I used to. So when I do, I want to tell them about what's up. Yeah, that totally makes sense. Maybe that's it. I think sometimes I'm also just self-conscious. I'm like, have I been talking too much about myself? Did I ask that person how they were? Yeah, which is, is a good thing to look out for, for sure. But it's also very likely that you are tipping the scale against yourself a bit too i would guess what what, wait, wait, what do you mean by that i mean i think you're you're probably looking at it with a bit of bias oh of course yeah 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 totally i mean i can't i we all do i mean yeah it's from our own perspective so we're all biased sure especially when you're self-conscious then you're super biased against yourself you just gotta find a thing outside of yourself to to lose yourself in like no perhaps Sla- slap yourself designing a new lovemaking shell for your to, face to on cover your, your vestigial the, twin for the face on your back yeah yo if you had a face on your back i'd i'd beat it up while you were sleeping that's fucked up why would you Dude, do that I, why would you do that to little willy <laughs> i'm not punching your willy while you're sleeping no i'm not talking about that one dog Talking about my vestigial twin. Because uh, he'd be creepy and he'd probably try to like, he'd probably laugh at me all the time. Do you think he had teeth? I picture one him with tooth. teeth. One tooth. 
No, like like three or four. Like yeah, just, just all jack o' lantern style, just all like yeah. just one that goes like this. <laughs> <laughs> do you think the face would purposely cry like just to fuck with people like especially when you're making love it would just keep crying yeah are you okay yeah i'm fine <laughs> what's that what's noise that noise don't look under the shell don't look under the fucking shell then look under the shell there's little willy staring back at you <laughs> It didn't say what kind of laugh. It could have been like a dastardly laugh. It's true. Kind of like a, a Wicked Witch of the West type yeah, style laugh. Yeah, like, yeah, a, like a like a villain. Like a like a like a little like m- waxed mustache villain. Yeah. Bet it drools a lot too. Oh, can, we should probably stop talking about this. What's wrong with this? All right. Okay. We got it. Is this a so we got a is this a segment that we're gonna do? Uh, it's kind of like a segment. This is the thing that we do when we when we don't really have a segment. Yeah. So we so, rev- so it's called Josh and Dennis review a documentary about stuff we talk about. That is a catchy title, dude. No, I got it. I got it. Part something of the documentary den. Ooh. I was, ooh, ooh, ooh. I was gonna say Dennis and Josh at the movies. Oh, that that's even better. We could probably just steal the music from at the movies. Dennis and Josh and Little Willie at the movies. <laughs> oh dog. I little would w- I would hate going to the movies with that little fucker. Alright, little Willie, what did you think about this? <laughs> oh man. Let's come up with characters. So you got little Willie, I'll come up with the character for my face. And then uh, they'll just do the next uh, documentary. At, they'll just do the next Josh and Dennis at the movie segment. Little little Choochie. That's the guy on your back. Little Chooch. Little Chooch. <laughs> so we got a documentary, guys. I mean, we didn't make it, but we watched no, it for we you. We definitely watched it. So, and in this case, so you don't have to. Yes. Because it was shitty. It was something. Yeah, so we watched Unacknowledged, which is about uh, Stephen Greer. Dr. Stephen Greer. Oh, Dr. Stephen Greer. Thank you. Sorry. And The Disclosure Project. And uh, what The Disclosure Project is, is this guy, Dr. Greer, has been trying to get the government to uncover all of these documents about that they have about aliens and mm-hmm. alien technology and UFOs and et cetera, et cetera. All of it. All of it. So how do we want to do this, Josh? I just made a bunch of notes about things that I noticed. I didn't. It wasn't a very. I didn't do a thorough write up. I just made like little like. This yeah, was weird. my notes are just kind of stream of consciousness, like as I was watching. But I think to be fair, this movie was kind of a hot mess. For sure. So it was just like facts piled on facts, and we'll discuss at the end. But I think that might have been a part of the strategy of it. So I guess let's just dive in. Uh, they, yeah. they, they, there's like a rough outline of, of dates and events, so maybe we should cover that. Let's talk about that, and then I'll talk about how it made me feel. Okay. Well, for starters, it opened with a quote, a Shakespeare quote, the there is more in heaven and earth ratio, you know, than imagine your philosophy. I'm paraphrasing, but, and I just was like, dog, that is so played out. Yeah. Come on, find a new quote. That one, it's banned. No more, no more connecting that to the paranormal. Come up with something new. Yeah, so throughout the whole documentary, they really wanted the the stuff that Dr. Greer had was able to get the government to disclose. They wanted to make that the centerpiece. So you know how, like, Bill, uh, no, what's, his, what's the guy, the docu- famous documentarian who did the Civil War documentary? Ken Burns. Ken Burns. So Ken Burns, he took still pictures and he made them move a little bit so that they could show us the picture and make it a little interesting. Because the Civil War, you don't have any video. So he tried to make it a little interesting, right? Mm-hmm. And then that became a technique where you can even 
Yeah, I think if you make a slideshow on some computer programs, you can do the Ken Burns effect, which will make it like kind of turn and move. Yeah. So in this, they did the Ken Burns effects to the the Ken Burns effect to documents. So they made the documents like ripple and move and zoom in. And God, there were so many documents that just looked like they were photocopied over and over just to like make them look old, you know? Yeah, like 50th generation (laughs) photocopies. And, like, by the hundredth document that they went over, I was just like, oh, they're still doing this. Ugh. Yeah, it's it was it was a bit rough. So, I don't know. I guess it, it kind of opens with a press conference. I didn't catch the date on this one. Was this one in, like, early 2000s, I think? I think so. They, uh, yeah, there weren't, like, they, it wasn't clearly laid out. Yeah. My, like, the, but when I was looking, watching it. Yeah, it, it was definitely hard to follow. It, it did tighten like I, up a little bit in like the back half, I think, but yeah, barely. But I felt like I would turn away for a second or do something sure. more interesting, and then turn back and be like, "Oh shit, where am I?" Yeah, like I, I think I lost a part, and it turned out I, I, it wouldn't have mattered. Mm-hmm. Okay, there was a, a press conference held, and it was all about black budget programs that hold secret info about aliens and alien technology. And it featured 20 folks who were allegedly connected to these programs. And black budget being, you know, they set aside billions of dollars for government stuff, but some of the things they don't have to totally explain what they're using it for. Right, right. Which they they cut to a a clip from a news show where somebody was talking about how there's like trillions of dollars in the Pentagon's budget that doesn't get accounted for. And it's funneled into these black budget programs. And we mentioned a few episodes back on Skinwalker Ranch that Harry Reid was able to appropriate some of these black budget funds. Yeah, did he call them black money? Yeah, yeah, something along those lines. And that's the thing about this is I think there's like a seed of truth to some of it a little bit, but it's just taken and amplified and turned into something else very different. Yeah. So Greer, who was a former trauma care doctor, I think he worked in ERs or something. ER ER. doctor, yeah. Yeah. Also fucking jacked. Yeah, yeah. I was shocked because he has like nerd face, but he's like beefy arms. Got that um, Steve Gutenberg effect going on. Yeah. The goot. Steve Gutenberg now. He's Jack now. Yeah. Not back in like, don't tell her it's me era. Right. That's the one. That's, that's the Steve Gutenberg movie you're going to go with. That's the touchstone. Okay. So Greer says that, yes, aliens exist. Yes, we have had contact with them in some ways. And he said that they are not hostile towards us, but they're more concerned with our own hostility. Yeah, something I found really interesting was that he was saying that aliens really didn't... They started to notice we were doing uh, nuclear testing. Yes. And And that's why they showed up near, like, nuclear sites and stuff like that. Yeah, that's an established thing in the UFO world. There are a lot of alleged UFO sightings in the vicinity of nuclear power plants, nuclear testing areas, like all that stuff. Okay, and another bone, I have another bone to pick here. The opening montage that played What a Wonderful World and showed Ugh. that, it, yeah, it did that like Ken Burns effect of like photos and showed videos of just assorted atrocities around the world. It was so trite. It, yeah, it was corny. Shit was played out. So ham-fisted. Yeah, ham-fisted is a good way to describe it. And I think it opened with, after it showed the montage, uh, it opened with uh, Mikhail Gorbachev, former prime minister. Prime minister? Um, I don't... Th- whatever the USSR had. Yeah. I don't know if it was prime minister. Uh, it showed a quote, and it was the first of many political figures or established figures saying things on the record about UFOs. Uh, so he said that the phenomena of UFOs does exist, and it must be treated seriously. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And that, yeah. And they would just cut to like these things of some like high ranking government official with a one sentence quote about a UFO or something. Right. Just strange. So then it goes into kind of our history with aliens. And of course, it goes back to Roswell in 1947. Mm-hmm. Discussion of a crash of an alien spaceship. Uh, several bodies were recovered of classic gray aliens with spindly arms, the whole deal gray skin, big eyes, no nose, tiny mouth. 
Uh, also, one lived, according to one of the people that they talked to. I think that was Richard Doty, hmm. who was one of the, the talking heads in this for quite some time. Uh, Doty is a very interesting figure in the UFO world because okay. he actually, I think, had a lot to say about the Dulce base, too. Oh, was he the retired um, general with the... Or not, no, like the retired Air Force guy with the mustache? I think so. Looked like a kindly old dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, Doty is a controversial figure hmm. because he... A lot of people in the UFO world think that he is a disinformation agent. And that he has been working for the government to plant false information. He's supposed to have ruined the career of one famous ufologist. And he's, you know, so people don't trust him. He claims that he's a whistleblower, that, yeah, he used to work and do things like that. But he kind of has come clean now and is seeking to help. Uh, So now he's helping, but he used to? Yeah. Or? I I mean, he talked about it in the the, the film he was talking about. Oh, right. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The stuff that I thought, he used to do. Sorry, I thought you were saying, like, by him coming out as believing in UFOs, he's sometime, somehow doing some, like, double cover-up thing, where they kind of talked about it in this documentary, that the government created a committee to figure out how they would cover up alien stuff, yeah. and so sometimes they would cover it up by not covering it up, but, you know what I mean? Like, they would admit to it, but then... Yeah, like leaning into like, it and turning it into right, a joke. Right. Yeah. And, you know, somebody, somebody, you know, went with the classic thing of coverage in mainstream media is going to be biased. It's going to be full of lies and disinformation. Sometimes the things that you read in the tabloids are actually the truth. Yeah, they're trying to say it's because most the major media outlets are controlled by like a couple corporations, which we all know this, right? Yeah, this isn't like and that's I mean, that's another thing, you know, like there are seeds of truth in a lot of these things that are being said, which lends them credibility in some sectors, because, you know, I mean, there's no disputing that. Yeah, the media is controlled now by a handful of corporations. And sure. I was just listening to something the other day about who's the the big media company that's buying up like TV stations and there there's a. Now that Trump's in office, they relaxed regulations on media monopolies. And now this company is pushing a conservative view on the on news. Like, like local yeah, news. Yeah, like saying these yeah. are like must-run segments. So like, yeah, it's... Well, I f- the story... Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I forget what the name of the company is, but the story came out like last week where the the head of the company made all of the newscasters read this little like op-ed piece where yeah. they basically talked about fake news yeah mm-hmm. and and it was like it's like a hundred news state and in all kinds of markets like baltimore he's got two stations in baltimore like a state like all across the country yeah um but like not just in the middle of nowhere or the south it's all over yeah and that's directly because of trump relaxing these regulations sure so yeah they're I don't, I don't know if you just said this, but they're trying to say that you like some of the stories in the Weekly World News and stuff like that could be true. Right. They just can't get into me- mainstream media. Yeah, exactly. So, again, you know, like I it's clever to build these stories off of something real, because when people dig in enough, they're like, well, wait, that part's real. So the rest seems trustworthy. Yeah, and they it, they were saying like uh, like leaning into it like they would stage things like cattle mutilation and say it's aliens. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Doty, I think, was the one talking about that a lot. He also right. had something to say about fuck. What was it? They they stage alien abductions. He said that alien abductions are perpetrated by the government using reverse engineered alien technology, and that the that the aliens in said abduction scenarios are either robots hmm. or physically deformed people made fuck? to seem like aliens. That's weird. That was bonkers, dude. So, yeah. More importantly, Jimmy Carter saw a UFO. Mm-hmm. It definitely cut to Jimmy Carter's face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All throughout this thing, they'd be like, "There's, they're, they're talking, and there's constant... Like home video recordings of UFOs, mm-hmm. 
maybe fake videos of UFO. Just, like, constant stuff going on that no one is talking about. Yeah. Like, it's always, there's always a clip playing, but nobody's talking about the clip. They're not saying, like, here's another. Nobody's, like, everything, the, 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 other than the talking heads, everything that's going on in the background is totally disconnected from, like, what they're saying. Yeah. Like, they what couldn't the, what find. people are saying. Yeah. They couldn't find something appropriate. So, like, okay, let's just find some stock UFO footage here. It's real weird. Super weird. Yeah, and stock footage and, like, movie footage. It's real strange. Yeah, just all kind of thrown in a blender and picked up randomly. So then the movie kind of just goes into a lot of disparate UFO sightings in the post-Roswell world up until, like, modern times. There was a interesting clip I had never seen before of Buzz Aldrin, the famed astronaut, on C-SPAN talking about a monolith on one of the moons of Mars. Yeah, I never saw that before either. Yeah, that was kind of crazy. You know my favorite thing about Buzz Aldrin is? What's that? Somebody said he never landed on the moon. Oh, and he fucking punched and the guy in the face. punched him in the face. Yeah. And this was like a couple years ago. Yeah. He was in his like 80s. Yeah. He knocked the dude out. That's rad. Him and fucking Geezer Butler still out there <laughs> mixing it up. Wait, who did Geezer Butler fight? Uh, like a year or two ago, Geezer Butler got arrested because he beat a dude up in a bar. Geezer Butler being the bassist of Black Sabbath. Did somebody say that he never landed on the moon? Probably. That's probably all it'd take. He got a short fucking fuse. He's like, you're no super not. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> you got it. Yeah, that's it. Also in this, there is a guy that I fell in love with, Lieutenant Robert Jacobs, PhD. Do you remember this guy? Oh, um, no. Tell me. He was the dude that worked for the Air Force and they were doing a... A test of a nuclear weapon, like a rocket that was getting sent up into space, I think. And he and another fellow were saying that a UFO showed up and was shooting beams of light at the rocket as it went up. And it shot it like Mm -hmm. five or six times and it eventually just disabled the rocket. Oh, the guy with the neckerchief. Yes. I was thinking like he has such a fucking good look. Like he has the, the jaunty like neckerchief. He's got the gray hair with the white beard. He's got those, like, 70s uncle glasses. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He has the the pendant that he's wearing over his button-down shirt. Kind of a bowl cut. Kind of a bowl cut, yeah. I think you could rock that. That dude was right. Yeah, I told Jamie, I, I think I have a new style I, I'd like to emulate when I get a little older. I asked so, if I could pull off the neckerchief now, and she said, probably not. Give it a few more years. Yeah, please don't start rocking bolo ties. Nah, you don't have okay, to worry about good. bolo ties. Good. Unless I'm a goth cowboy. Then I might have to. Mm, yeah, you might have But I like to. an open neck shirt. Okay. Okay. So the big thing, the, basically, they're saying that the, the this cover-up, the, the government is covering up alien stuff uh, all like, because of technology. Yeah. And it's in every facet of society. It's, it's the media. Uh, he claims, Greer claims that Carl Sagan uh, started off his career being open and receptive to the ideas, to the idea of UFOs but then was blackmailed by intelligence agencies. And then that was why he started speaking out against UFOs. They even accused Bill Nye, the science guy, of being a paid skeptic. Yeah, which is something you see on paranormal-like message boards and comment sections. Right. Anybody who steps out and says, like, gives a skeptical perspective often gets portrayed as a shill. And, like, I... Mm. you Hold on, you can get paid to do that? Cause yeah, right. Let's come out as skeptics. Wait, we already did. Yeah. Pay I, us. We've definitely pay been us, taking government. a more skeptical turn as time goes on, too. Yeah, so they're saying it's all because of technology, basically big business, uh, fossil fuels, right? Autom- automotive manufacturers, they're right. all covering this up because they don't want the technology out there that would cause them to lose money. What were they saying? Like, you can use water? Yeah, well, here's the thing that was confusing to me was that they brought up Nikola Tesla, who is kind of Always. like... Yeah, always brought up uh, because they said Nikola Tesla was able to develop zero point energy, which is basically free energy. It's energy that you don't have to do anything to produce. Like you just said, you, if you can create it with a machine, it is just limitless free energy, you know. And they were talking about as well a, a guy who invented a car engine that runs on water. Mm-hmm. using free energy or like a quantum state vacuum or something is what Greer kept saying. Yeah. But they were also saying that this was equipment reverse engineered from 
alien technology too which was confusing to me because like i was like okay wait where did it come from was it tesla because they they went into a whole thing about how tesla's stuff was suppressed the day he died the government raided his house and like took all of his notes and stuff and but then they were saying they got this stuff from aliens too so i don't know if maybe the aliens had developed it as well or what but well i think the point they were trying to say like look what they do to any anybody that tries to come up with you know more like free uh, energy, right? Even because so they suppress the alien stuff, and then they suppress the people that do it. And the the guy who came up with the water powered engine was killed yeah. by people who tried to rob the rob his house. Mm-hmm. But of course, they think that was staged. But yeah, man. So they're claiming that you know the military industrial complex is working alongside of big business and the government to keep this stuff from us, and that if we were to have access to free energy, it would create kind of like a post-scarcity world, which is, you know, not unlike like Star Trek. Right. And, you know, Greer went through and described what a world like that would look like. And dude, that would be fucking dope. But I don't think free energy is a thing that can actually happen. But, you know, like I I would love to see something like even like half of that shit would be awesome. But so in this documentary, Greer really paints himself as almost like a savior yeah yeah like i'm doing this for for they're trying to suppress me and i'm just doing this for you he's got an ego and he he has a couple moments when he gets emotional in weird strange ways you know i want to talk about that yeah we were texting about it actually yesterday uh so weird he is talking about something a briefing as he refers to it with uh the the acting cia director at one point and he talks about how he was telling this guy this stuff and the the cia guy said yeah he knows this stuff is happening but is being lied to about it and for some reason that was he was uh, wasn't he saying like he didn't the cia director didn't know how far it went oh yeah and dr greer had to tell him like all the stuff he doesn't know because he's the CIA director is not on a need-to-know basis and just started crying because he was like, he, I can't believe I have to tell the CIA director about the stuff that he doesn't know. Yeah, it was, yeah, he, he the word he used was devastating. And it was like uh, some some alligator tears. Is that, like if, is that the phrase? Uh, crocodile tears. Crocodile tears, yeah. <laughs> like, if you were telling, like, if you were telling me this story, if you were describing, trying to get information disclosed from the government. And you were telling me about how you met with the CIA director and you had to tell him about all the stuff he didn't know about alien cover-ups. And you started crying. I would be very confused. Like, when I was watching it and he started crying, like, I thought I missed something. This documentary made me feel like I was on drugs. Yeah. Because shit would happen. I'd be like, yo, did I just time travel? Like, I I thought I missed stuff and I didn't miss anything. Yeah. And I was paying close attention to it. You know, it wasn't like I was, like, half watching it and doing other shit. Like, I was sitting there with a notebook open and taking notes. And it was just all over the fucking place and weird. Yeah, the crying was weird. Oh, don't. Let's not forget. um, Marilyn Manson was. Marilyn Manson? (laughs) I did this the other day. Marilyn Monroe was murdered by the government because jf she was going to expose the stuff that jfk told her about aliens yeah if he stopped seeing her yes and greer suggests she was murdered because of that shit goes deep super deep uh let's circle back for a second though sorry i'm jumping around no it's like i said it's fine I, i feel like this is such a the movie was so all over the place that it's hard to like dig in that briefing that greer talked about i he published a book a few years after the, this event occurred and after the publication of the book, this I wish I wrote the guy's name down, the CIA director and a few other people that were present had to come out and publicly say this wasn't a briefing. This was a dinner party that Greer and his wife attended and he sat with us for a while and we politely listened to him talk about this stuff. <laughs> uh, none of the things he attributed to us happened. And I like the tone of it was was firm, but fair. But they were basically saying, nah, dog, nah. Yeah, d- it didn't happen exactly the way you says it yeah. happened. Um, I want to try something in the podcast, Josh, okay. if we can. Yeah. Um, moving forward, can we just have, for the entire 45 minutes to an hour that we record, can we just have intensely dramatic music playing throughout the whole thing so that it sounds like everything we're saying is so fucking important? 
I yeah, that's a good way to do it. The music in this documentary does not stop for a second. There yeah. is no buildup. There is no crescendo. It's constant, constant peak drama throughout the whole thing. It's so it, it was so off putting. No buildup. No, it, it's just it's like, constant. Yeah, you keep thinking like they're gonna like pull out this like oh my god I never knew that and it's just all they just they're just talking and yeah. it's just like bump 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 but just like over it's like, and over again. It's like you're playing Skyrim but the game is glitching out on you and the fight music is going on but nothing is happening and your companion keeps like taking their sword out like huh, huh. yeah it's like that and. But everybody's just sitting around talking, like nothing really cool is happening. Yeah, exactly. Ugh, it was so weird. This whole thing was so weird. So, yeah. So, the, the, yeah, the back half of it, they take a, a turn definitely into Alex Jones area conspiracy theory shit. You know, like it, it flirted with it initially. But, you know, once they started really getting into all of the stuff about what these groups will do to keep this knowledge secret all the like the the wet works stuff like killing marilyn monroe and stuff and he started talking about false flag operations they showed 9-11 as they were talking about a false flag operation which they showed a lot of 9-11 footage yeah they left that but never said never put it together so it's like again another yeah Another thing they didn't explain, and it's like, are you trying to say 9-11 was a false flag operation? Like, come out and say it. And they talked about, they basically, Greer basically suggested, spoiler alert, uh, the plot for Watchmen is is what the government is planning on doing, which is basically they are fabricating hostile alien creatures bent on invading us to get us to unite to create that one world government and consolidate all of the power to them because we need to band together to fight this. And this is backed up by Werner von Braun, who was a famous Nazi scientist. He created the V2 rocket and then as a part of the Operation Paperclip, was it? Uh, Yeah, I think so. Yeah, when the US government basically took Nazi scientists and had them come over here and work on our rocket program, right. our space program and stuff. So Werner von Braun apparently gave a deathbed confession and he he, he laid it all out. He said, you know, here's the plan. Like, first, the Russians are going to be our enemy. Second, the terrorists. Third, third world crazies will be our enemies. And he said, fourth, aliens are going to be the enemies. And all of it's manufactured. And then they were talking about how uh, the government is using this alien technology to create this stuff. You know, he talked about the Hudson Valley boomerang, uh, which is a, a black triangle ship, kind of. And it's just breaking down all of the ways that the government is doing this stuff now. They're they're making us believe, you know, this ties into what Richard Doty was saying about these staged alien abductions with robots or folks with deformities and all this. So they're creating this hostile culture and they're working in tandem with the media who are putting out stuff like the X-Files and, you know, things like that to help prepare us to believe we're going to be invaded by aliens. Right. And then Greer, towards the end, started to say that he's talking about the future. He said that the aliens now are starting to perceive us as a threat. And it's absolutely important that we talk to them. We find a way to communicate with them. And he mentions, I forgot to look this up, uh, the French initiative from 2007. He said he was contacted covertly by a high-ranking figure in the French government who said that they had figured out protocols for peaceful contact with extraterrestrials. Mm. Yeah, so he, he, he seems hopeful that we'll be able to contact the aliens and work something out with them. And I'm not going to lie, like, the, the world that he painted where we're working with aliens got me. Yeah, sure. I actually paused the documentary and turned to Jamie and asked, like, how she would feel if aliens came to Earth and kind of revolutionized everything and they were offering to take people to space. And I told her, like, how she would feel if I asked if I could go. I, I bet, and she said, "I bet, I that, bet she would be totally into yeah, you." Yeah, she going. she says, you know, she she would be sad to see me go, but she gets it, especially after hearing your poetry. Yeah, man, I think that poetry might be now that this is being broadcast out into the world via <laughs> Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. <laughs> I, I think the aliens maybe are taking note. Maybe I figured out my own protocols. Same. You write a poem, mm-hmm. and then twenty-five years later, you read that poem on a format that didn't even exist at the time and you hope aliens have some sort of their own seti program their own podcatcher, <laughs> or that uh so yeah that's that's kind of it 
He says he's hopeful that we can get in touch with them. If not, we're fucked. And again, some of what Greer is saying was was spot on in that we do need to change some shit. We do need to nip our addiction to fossil fuels in the bud because it's yeah. fucking destroying the world. Sure. But then he kind of goes off into all kinds of interesting theories. Yeah. Maybe not grounded in reality. Can't argue with and, some of their stuff. Some of the stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's powerful. And, you know, we, we talked about also at the beginning, the kind of the mixed up nature of this. It was constant facts, facts on top of facts on top of facts. And I, I feel like that is probably a very deliberate choice made because you're so overwhelmed with facts, you don't have a chance to breathe. So you're right. just getting hit with everything. You know, you're like, oh, I wanted to check that out. Oh, I want to check that out. I wanted to, you know, and it's 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 like Donald Trump with his, you know, he covers up the last shitty thing he said or done by doing a new one constantly. And then you just get overwhelmed by it all. Mm-hmm. And, and then it, he just it, ends up pulling some shit on a Saturday when everybody's burnt out from reading his shit all week. Right. So I found some interesting facts about Greer that weren't mentioned in the the documentary he is super into transcendental meditation okay he teaches it uh, if you look him up he has a lot of stuff that he sells obviously uh some like normal meditation like guided meditation stuff sure nothing wrong with meditation it's really good for you yeah i'm super into it it's it's helpful for me but he also sells compact discs and also an app mm-hmm. for your your smartphone okay that will train you how to communicate with extraterrestrials. Okay. Uh, wait, what? Yeah. Okay. And now Greer claims, and this is strange to me that he didn't mention this in the film, but he claims that he has been in contact with these ETs since he was a kid. He talked about seeing a UFO, but he didn't mention this. And the thing is, Greer offers a service. If you pay him, an undisclosed amount of money. I've seen estimates somewhere in the thousands. Mm-hmm. He will take you out to a set location and he will help you communicate with extraterrestrial beings. However, you must sign a non-disclosure agreement. You can't talk about it afterwards. Of course. And yeah, that is just like the ultimate in dog. Now, Josh. Yeah. I have a little bit of a surprise for you. Okay. I, too have developed a way to communicate with aliens. Okay. And I'm going to teach you and all of our listeners how to do it right now. So if you're wearing glasses, take your glasses off. Okay. Okay. Let's just get ready here. Okay. Now, Okay. we want to get into a prayer position because what the prayer position does, the prayer position, you know, you put your hands together. Right, right. And what that does is it really, it kind of really puts your, centers your power and your, mm-hmm. your chi, so to speak. Um, and then you take your hands, so you push them together hard, right? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Now, Doing it. Now, start to pull them apart, but try like try to really hold them together, but pull them apart. You know what I'm saying? Like, pry them apart. I'm with, I'm with you, yeah. Now, yeah. now, do it until you get to your, your hands, get to your shoulders, right? Okay. I'm and, there. Okay. Now, take now. what's your dominant hand? Is that your right hand? My right, yes. Now, take your right hand and slap yourself in the fucking face. <laughs> Oh, shit, yes. You talk to aliens. What's it like? Oh, Dennis, they told me I need to shave my head. Okay. And get a double lip piercing. Uh-huh. And get some cool-ass kind of like spiky beaded jewelry to dangle down yeah, like a dude, goatee. Dude, that's it. That's they it. They said that's the only way to overcome this sickness that we're down with. <laughs> oh, finally, someone's come up with a cure for the sickness. Wah-ah-ah-ah, indeed. <laughs> So, in conclusion... Oh, wait, was there... I'm sorry, was there more stuff about Greer? Oh, yeah. Also, he had a a picture on his website that he claimed was a being of light, but it was 100% a picture of a moth taken with a flash camera at night. Uh, Somebody took a picture of the same thing side by side, and we're like, dog, that's a moth. Oh, boy. Could you imagine... I don't want to say that we could have been flimflam men. Yeah. But could you imagine if we were just like kind of shittier and a little more money hungry? I mean, even more so than we kind of portray ourselves as how we could be raking it in from just pulling this shit off. Oh, I've always said we should start a cult if we didn't have morals, because I feel like I could be the architect who comes up with the crazy cosmology and the backstory and you're the people person. So you could bring them in. Oh, yeah. 
I would never start but, a cult, though. But by the way, uh, if you like the podcast, um, why don't you review it on iTunes or wherever you listen to it? Yeah. And remember, we love you and your family doesn't. Mm, join us. Come get down with the sickness. Wah. <laughs> we have fun. All right. Yeah. Unacknowledged. That's a thing. I'm going to acknowledge that it was a lame documentary. I would read a novel set in that world or play in a role-playing game set in that world. Sure. And I mean, like I said, some of it sounds real. Hey, I, all right. Yeah. Government suppresses suppresses shit that they could otherwise make money from. Like some of it, I'm just like, okay, I could see that. But then. Then, yeah. Yeah. A little too, a little too far. For sure. With no proof. But Tesla, but Tesla. Tesla. All right. I don't have anything clever. That's all the time we have for this call. Hey, I hope you... I ho- Look, I hope you get well from your sickness. going to be somebody's pervert uncle soon. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of Best Friend Simulator. Send us an email at joshanddennis at gmail.com. That's Dennis with one N. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at Best Friend Simulator. And thanks to Alan for the theme music. Listen to his podcast, Werewolf Ambulance, and Marveling at Marvel's Marvels. Also, thanks to Justin for the artwork. See more of his stuff at burntobuild.com. That's all the time we have for this outro. Bye. Bye.